0: Thank you all for joining me on the fifth episode of the Energy Today podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Roos. Before getting into it, I wanted to wish every every listener a very happy holidays as well as New Year. And I hope that this holiday season has sort of made up for how rough this year has been. So anyways, let's go ahead and get into it. So West Texas Intermediate has recently brushed up against $50 a barrel and it's difficult to put into words how big of a deal this is for WTI. The last time it was trading at these levels was back in February of this year. That, at least to me, feels like forever ago and with what has happened to the oil market this year since then, it is pretty impressive that we are reaching that level again. Earlier this year, oil prices ended up crashing into negative territory in April, which definitely shocked me. I know that it shocked most of the world that was paying attention, Um, and it's quite mind-blowing that the world's most sought-after commodity could go negative. However, that's really a topic for a future episode. So, since then, oil has made a slow and steady climb back to where it was at the beginning of this year, and honestly, I'm pretty unsure where this optimism is coming from. On one hand, you have positive vaccine news, further cuts from OPEC plus, and consolidation within the space. On the other hand, with this vaccine news, it's likely going to be around six months until we get back to a normal, I know everyone's tired of hearing me say that, but uh, back to normal and consuming hydrocarbons as we were pre-pandemic levels. That's, six months is quite a long time Um, of reduced demand from consumers. And this isn't just consumers like you and I. Included in this demand group is tons of different categories, but producers of goods, airliners, ships, freight, etc. And again, oil makes our lives possible. So this run-up to almost $50 a barrel may be a little overdone, at least in my opinion. For reference, when oil was around $50 a barrel back in February, the world was a much more certain place than it is now. And for all these reasons, I'm cautiously excited about where the price of WTI is going. So moving on from that into this next segment, I read an interesting article this week on the Houston Chronicle titled, Rumors of Oil's Death Have Been Greatly Exaggerated. In this article, they discuss the ongoing exaggerations led on by a number of people from media pundits, news outlets, politicians, and people in general that are All too eager to ring the funeral bells for this great oil and gas industry. Once this pandemic got real back in you know mid-March or so, oil prices began to plummet. Drilling activity quite literally came to a standstill. People stopped filling up their tanks and on and on, all the way to oil companies laying off employees and impairing their assets, as we have seen many do so this year. According to this article in the Houston Chronicle the Permian Basin accounts for around 10% of Texas's economy. The energy industry statewide, including the Permian, uh, comprises around 14% of Texas's economy. And as soon as the pandemic brought on a crash in energy prices, everyone started pronouncing the energy industry dead. Most of all, the news outlets, I felt like I couldn't go on the news one day and, and on CNBC and then talk about how things in energy are getting so bad. And again, this is a cyclical industry, so there are times like these, but they, you know we will see a better day. Um, and most importantly, this great industry is vital to our economy. So... Think about how many tax dollars oil companies pay to state and local governments here in Texas. Not even mentioning the taxes paid by consumers like you and I or or an airliner for purchasing jet fuel or diesel or gas or anything like that. Um, The energy industry is very vital to this economy and making things work and to have good roads and schools and and to pay teachers and name a number of things and the oil industry does support that. So someone pronouncing this industry dead Is quite alarming. People instantly began drawing similarities to prior energy crashes, and what many failed to realize is that this crisis is a health crisis and not so much an energy crisis. They also failed to consider our energy independence that many thought would never happen. Back in the early 2000s, people thought we would be a slave to these uh, Middle Eastern um, countries for their oil forever, but thankfully, due to the shell and Shell revolution, hydraulic fracturing, all those things, um, we became energy independent. So that's huge for us to be able to weather um, this current um, health crisis um, type thing. So since the onset of this pandemic, rib counts after plummeting you know, down back in April have started to edge up, as well as oil prices and increasing, like I touched on earlier, to around $50 a barrel m activity has also heated up, and there have also been debt restructurings, etc. And this all means that this industry is being leaner and, and meaner, in, in my opinion. My point here is that I'm not saying that in the near term there isn't uncertainty within this space. I am saying that this is a temporary crisis that stemmed from a health crisis. Sure, this crisis has sped up in some ways a shift to renewables, But the oil industry really is not going anywhere, no matter what people tell you in the news or online or on Twitter. I really like this quote from this article um, and it reads like this. What has not been materially altered, however, are the long-term global demographic patterns, manufacturing and trade flows, and the pace of technological innovation that drive the ultimate patterns of petroleum demand and production. Much of the doom and gloom that people talk about is overblown. I could not have said that any better in that past quote. Um, people being misinformed about the energy industry sheds a negative light on the longevity of this great industry. As college students like myself are deciding what they want to do postgrad, and this is a great industry to go and work in. And seeing all these articles and people's opinions happen, uh, people's people voicing their opinions that I honestly find to be a bit misinformed. But again, everyone's entitled to their own opinions. This is doing damage to the energy industry. We we can't let that happen. All that being said, I'm very very bullish on oil, natural gas, this whole space, as well as renewables. I'm not discounting that, and I think that you should be too. Again, this article came from the Houston Chronicle, um, as well as some of my own thoughts. I hope that you enjoyed today today's episode of the Energy Today podcast. I hope that I didn't start <laughs> feel like I was on a on a uh, pedestal here trying to preach these things, but I hope that you did take a couple of, a uh, couple of pieces of information that are, are helpful for you. I'm your host Jackson Roos, and I hope that you have a great rest of your week and a great new year's.